Hello and welcome to another episode of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And Father, we just had a, a conversation about essentially appreciating what we are given, both from our gifts that we're able to contribute and give to those around us, and also what we're given in terms of where we're at in this bridge of the world. You know, the sense that by technology and innovation, being able to continue to grow and build upon prior technologies and innovations, we have so much that we can be, have access to without knowing how it really appears or how it works. You know, we can go and watch a movie that is so stunning and technologically superior than something that was made just 15 years ago. And it's, it's phenomenal. And there's a tendency that as all of these extraordinary things become ordinarily around us, that we don't take appreciation in them. And I know that from a standpoint of, of human nature, that gratitude and appreciation is one of the, the most important ways to have happiness and joy in our life. You know, taking things for granted is what can lead to sadness and to problems. And I use an example here, uh, a local example in Pittsburgh is that the local sports radio guys will say all the time that they get much better ratings, they get much better input in terms of people calling them up or sending them emails after an unforeseeable loss happens. So in the world of the NFL, Steelers go 14-2, and two, and for the first time in 17 years, Cleveland won in Pittsburgh. Like, completely inconceivable how much we had taken that for granted that the mistake on the lake just beat us. And how it had changed from a foregone conclusion that we have this Hall of Fame quarterback and we have a Hall of Fame coach and it's everything's going to work out to now being, as that game went on, a complete train wreck. And how because something we expected to happen didn't happen, it creates much more upset and angst and negativity despite the fact that the team overall won three out of four games. It was an incredibly productive season from that standpoint and appreciation of it. So I, I bring that up because it goes along with the message that you were saying in our last episode about the post office, how often they are correct with what they do, but we just lose their minds those times that they're wrong or the times that something comes delayed. And I think that as we look at ourselves, the appreciation of that and the appreciation of what we're able to do as well, I think gets to, to the element of, of humility to a degree. And, and going back and editing these episodes, I've recognized that I've brought up humility a lot over the last two months. But I, I think that that's really part of this to, to, to calm our hearts and to calm our, our everything. Because humility puts us centered into a state of appreciation of what everyone around us is doing and also appropriately recognizing what we are doing in the equation as well. Are we doing something that's moving the, the situation in a better, more positive direction? 
or are we draining life out of something and putting it into a negative situation? And an example that, that I think that we've all lived in one capacity or another is you see someone who has so much energy around a great idea and they think it's going to be awesome. And it might be small and trivial, like a little kid figuring out that he can put green icing on a blue cookie and he's so happy and excited for it. And then someone just shoots him down and you see him just get deflated and be like, that's told it was a horrible idea. You never want to have green icing on a blue cookie. Don't even think of that. And then he's just sad and just kind of slumps away versus the other element that that could happen is let's get out more colors of icing and see what kind of crazy cookies we can make. And then there's just excitement. And then when the next time comes around, the kid who had shot down and had the energy taken from him doesn't want to be excited or energized. He's almost diminished versus the other one who wants to just come up with more crazy ideas. And I think that in that very elemental example, we can think of many times where we've been on both sides of the fence, where we've been the person who can give energy into something and the person who can pop the balloon and drain it. And we've also been the person who's brought the idea or the excitement to the table. And I wanted to, to look at that because as we bring stuff, it can be afraid to do it again if we got shot down. But in doing so, of being afraid of not coming back, we're diminishing our strengths and we're diminishing what has been given to us that ultimately we're called to excel with, with, with our gifts. So in doing so, we're called to do two things from the way I see it is to add energy, maybe direct it in a more productive way or, or fi efficient way or moral way, depending upon what the topic is, but not to deflate it and remove it, maybe spin it or turn it, but to encourage it rather than to, to be a deflator. So that was the thought process I've had because so many of our episodes, we end up talking about relations. And I think that that's a very important part of human relations and how we essentially transfer energy, emotional energy, mental energy throughout each other and how we can create a big, big impact on people without ever really recognizing it. Yeah, you make a great point, Joe, in terms of really paying attention to our contribution of positivity or negativity, our, uh, our attitude towards things, our distorted perceptions of uh, certain realities. Um, to combine a little bit the uh, Steeler loss that you mentioned, with uh, the idea of positive impressions and how much difference that makes. I mean, we've all heard of a locker room talk. You know, we've heard of a, a halftime uh, huddle, regroup, reset. And we know what a difference a coach can make who doesn't play the game, but just in the way that he treats the athletes, just in the way that he builds people up or tears people down, it makes a huge difference. And the attitude that we take to different situations uh, can really make a big difference. One of the dangers of things being so separated is it's easy to cast aspersions at people that we don't know personally. It's probably harder to tell our neighbor to his face that he does a terrible job with landscaping his yard or that he has an ugly house or that he has an ugly daughter, you know, uh, and, and good. We, should not, we, we shouldn't find that easy to say 
those really harsh, negative, critical things. Um, we should treat people with a great dignity. If we really believe that every human being has an infinite dignity, every human being is made in the image and likeness of God, then the same way that we would treat the, uh, yeah, pick your pick your most impressive uh, person, whether it's a person with money or a person with uh, secular power or a person with religious power, you know, uh, whether it's the a congressman or the president or the pope or the bishop or or uh, the you know leader of a, a Fortune 500 company. However, we would treat that person. We should treat every person. And to your point, Joe, that is what we talk about in terms of humility. St. Paul describes humility as treating everybody like someone who is better than yourself, which is not about tearing yourself down. It's about building other people up. How do we, how do we treat everybody as an important person? Everybody, by virtue of being a person, is important. How do we treat them that way? And then if we take that attitude into things, whether it's the way that the Steelers performed or whether it's the way that the, the U.S. Postal Service performed, then we, we say, okay, well, this was, it wasn't a great game. You know, I mean, we don't have to lie about it. We can say it wasn't a great game or the fact that it took four weeks for my package to get somewhere was not great performance. I mean, that's, that's real. But we don't need to demonize the people involved or tear them down and, and treat them terribly. Uh, we can be affirming, upbuilding, patient, forgiving. And those things have a way of working towards a solution rather than simply uh, cursing the, the failures. It's, it's always better to work towards a solution. And if you demoralize people and tear them down, they're not going to perform better for you. I mean, any idiot knows that. <laughs> if you, if you, demoralize your employees, your whole business is going to become less productive. And so even if they are not doing great, uh, whether it's your football team or your, your factory, you know, even if they're not doing great, you may need to point that out, but then you always want to work towards solutions and building people up. You know, we, we didn't do a great job this time, but we can do better next time. We're going to start over. Let's hit the reset button. You guys can do this. I've seen you play. I've seen you perform. I've seen you do a great job. And, and those, you know, those little actions on a small scale uh, make a big difference. I mean, if you just think of a family, if every father treated his son that way, then we would have a, a you know, a better Congress and a better president and a better uh, industry and a better sports league and everything else, because there would be a lot of young men growing up who feel like their life is really worthwhile and they shouldn't feel like they're perfect. They know they make mistakes, but they also have the courage to try again, to start over, to take uh, good steps in the right direction. And so those, uh, those attitudes we take toward people, uh, yeah, just really make, make a huge difference. Yeah, and as we go through it, I just think that the the elements that we we deal with of of building each other up while not tearing ourselves down from what the Pope said there is just tremendous and something that that we really need to focus on more because I think as as we think through our lives, 
the people who have been, you know, the worst bosses are normally the ones who just do the teardowns and, and just try to rip things apart. Or they got to the position and now they think they get to be the ruler of all. And to me, that that's just something that, that is not acceptable. Um, but something that how to prevent that from happening, you know, as I look through it and look at all, all the tools that we've discussed, is it ultimately has to be a breakdown of how to deal with, with relations as far as how to build up each other and how to, to make better relations. And I think that as we look at, at our history together here, Father, you know, we, we've we've probably discussed relationships as often as we've talked about the Eucharist or Jesus, because ultimately the church is a relationship. And that's what we're called to do is to be better at relationships. And, and that's the one of the living tolls that we as humans can do every day around us. We can get better at relationships or, or rekindle some things that we may not have seen someone before. And, you know, to an extent, people might not think that's living the faith or, or, or becoming closer to God, but in reality it is. It's every time that you get better in a relationship, by default, the other person is as well because the relationship is growing. So in a very simplistic one-on-one -on -one example, two people are benefiting from one action. And the more people you interact with, the greater that multiplier gets. So you figure out how to work with one group of people, how you work with your spouse is going to be different than how you work with someone on your team more often than not. You know, your coworkers you have different relationships with than with your children or with your parents. And that's to be expected. But as you can find, being good in one relationship has so much innate build over to another relationship that just enhances our lives. And it also has to be that way if you think of it from a perspective of yourself. When you're born, the only relationship you have with are those who are taking care of you growing up. You literally know no peers and cannot talk. So that's how you start by growing and seeing how this person responds to this and that differently than this person and so on and so forth. And, you know, everyone says, you know, well, the grandparents spoil the kids and the parents have to, to fix it. Well... You know, you see that, you know, you see that I can get away with more or I get more of a reward from this person or another person from the same action. And I think that's how we grow and we learn. And I think that that is something that that is so universal and so easy, but we miss the fact that that's actually us fulfilling what God's calling us to do. And, and why we spend, why we being this podcast spend so much time discussing relations is because relationships are life and, and, and they are essential here. So Father, I want to give you a chance to, to conclude this episode as, as the importance therein. Yeah. I, thanks for uh, picking up on that point of relationships and 
I like to think that I played some role in helping you to tune in to the importance and centrality of that uh, particular point. It's it's uh, absolutely true and something that I've come to appreciate. I have to give credit to Father Tom Acklin, my, my spiritual director, who both through his teaching in the seminary and then my you know personal spiritual direction and the books that we've written together has really helped to reinforce that in me enough that I just see, oh, this is, this is everything actually. And, you know, it goes back to our Trinitarian God. Our God is a relationship. He is three persons in one God. And so it's at the very essence of God is relationship. And so it's not surprising. It's at the very essence of us. And, and we're always doing a little bit of a, a balancing act, a little bit of a tension, a creative tension that's there, because on the one hand, I, I'm, I can't make choices for other people. I, I only have sovereignty over myself. And I don't even have sovereignty over myself, really. I mean, I, like St. Paul, I do not do what I want to do. I do what I hate. I mean, I have a, there's a, a war in my own members. The, uh, so I don't even have sovereignty over myself. I certainly don't have sovereignty over another person. And so our tendency, and even in a lot of the podcasts, our tendency is to go back to what can I do, go back to a certain level of individualization that is legitimate. You know, I need to focus on what I can do. Sometimes the problems, stress, tension, a lot of things in the world come back to like, yo, man, you just got to get back in your lane. Like you got out of your lane. That's the problem here. So there's a, there's a point to that, but it's not just all about me. It is, I am in relationship with a lot of people. And that's what we've been talking about these past couple of episodes. You know, I'm in relationship with a lot of people, whether I like it or not. I didn't create my own electricity, my own light, my own uh, plastic cups. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm dependent on a ton of people for all that stuff. So I am already in relationship. Now I'm in a functional relationship with a lot of people I don't even know, an anonymous functional relationship. And that's not ultimately life-giving. If we turn everybody into robots or machines, that's not a really life-giving relationship. And so in those relationships where I am in more personal contact, a boss to an employee or a coach to a player or a father to a son, in those relationships, I need to take seriously the importance of the relationship itself, not just the product that's supposed to come out of it. The product will happen if the relationship is is healthy and sound and growing. And uh, so, but always keeping in mind, even though I don't have sovereignty and I can't make choices for people and I have, you know, various limitations that that relationships are so essential. They're so much a part of who we are and they're so much a part of, of what we do on a daily basis. And so we, we have to give them the proper attention to, uh, to live them out well. And what a great note to, to end our episode with here today. So we, we do thank everyone for listening, um, both today and then those who have been with us for, for a long time. Today was our 200th episode. Um, our two hundredth original episode. So we do thank everyone who has listened, help us grow and spread the cast. Um, you know, I think that that looking at this podcast in relation to other elements of of what we've done here, this certainly was the most productive thing I had during the COVID shutdown life. 
um, and, and the numbers certainly prove it. So, so we thank you guys for, for sharing it. We, we believe that we're giving value to people because you want to keep coming back and let alone telling your friends to it. So we thank you guys for being a part of our, our 20 minutes on Tuesdays and, and we'll continue to be with you moving forward here. So thank you all and we'll be with you again next week.